You say that now. <laughs> you can edit it out, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta make sure this is uh, this is on record. I'm pretty sure it is because I turned it on earlier. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, so you probably don't know how to do this, but I need a clap from you. A what? A clap. clap. Because it ties up a big one because it ties up the audio and the video. Oh, really? Yeah, because it gets that big spike. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have to do it. Yeah, right now. Yep. That's it. That's all I needed to do. <laughs> Welcome back to the Finding Moments podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's legendary guest is my great friend, Nate Gomez. Nate, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. You Always are. A pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you, you are episode number five and number 22. Before we go into a review of your podcast and your life so far, if you don't mind, would you mind blessing this podcast yeah, for us? Sure, absolutely. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for for Wong and for Margie and for defining moments. And I just pray that you would bless this podcast and all of the listeners and everybody who's impacted um, by the stories that are told on this podcast. I just pray that you put your hand on it and just bless it. Bless our time today and our conversation. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, Appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Episode five was a... a a, a tough one for you. You, we talked about how you won the Red Man mm-hmm. back in uh, 2014, yeah. and then how you got laid off from Chesapeake and you mm-hmm. went through a pretty tough time in your life. And then to chat or to episode 22, where you actually found a job with FCA, and mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that for right now. But w- what's been the transition? What's been the toughest thing for you from? episode five to 22 man that's a that's a good question i think um you know in episode five i you know i was in a place where i had a lot of uncertainty i had a place you know i didn't know if if i was ever going to get a job and and um and then it, it you know my prayer and my and my position with just in my mentality was uh, I was just kind of in a desperate place, but, um, you know, it, it made me so thankful for, for everything, you know, thankful to, to be able to provide for my family and stuff. And so the challenges I think, um, today are, are not necessarily uh, harder, they're maybe just different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but things are good, man. Things are, things are, things are really positive for us and I'm thankful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we did episode 22, I keep saying chapter 22. Yeah. You might as well write a book about <laughs> Nate Gomez. Yeah. Is actually, are you, you ever thinking about writing a book? Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I enjoy writing and I, I don't, I don't know that I could write uh, a whole book. I've tried to make, you know, like a little, little ebook at one time, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I just give it away. So, yeah. I you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, something to think about. Yeah. yeah. You're in episode 22. You is one of the first times in a while that you actually got to take your daughter out to yeah. buy school clothes oh, and yeah. shoes. And yeah. you're telling me the, the story and how much joy she yeah. actually had doing that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. My favorite, one of my favorite movies is uh, Cinderella Man, played by Russell Crowe. He plays, he plays uh, James Braddock, the boxer. And it, and his he was an up and coming boxer, you know, and and uh, he had he had a defeat which led to an injury which took place during the depression. So these series of 
of negative things. And then he found himself, you know, fighting these little, you know, these circus little fights and just getting beat up and not getting paid. And then, you know, something happens and he gets a, he gets a second chance and uh, he has one of the greatest comeback in sports history. And, and um, one of the reporters asks him, you know, hey, what's what's changed? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't win a fight to save your life. And he said, you know, this time around, I know what I'm fighting for. And the reporter says, what's that? And he says, milk, you know, and, and he means, you know, providing milk for his kids. And man, I, mm-hmm. I, I relate to that so much. I relate to that moment and that scene. And and that's how I feel. You know, there's there's uh, as a father uh, providing for your family is you know, I've said this, the greatest thing you can ever do for a man is give him the opportunity to provide for his family, Yeah. you know, and, uh, and it's just, it's, that's the feeling that's just go around for me is, you know, I know what I'm fighting for and I just have kind of a different perspective. Yeah. 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 So how are you doing today, man? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, you know, I, I, I'm a person that is, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be like, man, things are great. You know, I'm loving it. And yeah. not because I'm not happy. I think just because I, I, I want, I want more, uh, not selfishly, but I just want to do the most I can with what I've been given. I want to provide for my family. I want to help people. I want to bless people. I want to make a greater impact. Um, but with that, I, I'm, 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 I'm learning patience mm-hmm. and, and just gratitude and, and thankfulness. And so I'm, I'm always thankful. I'm always grateful and I pray this often, God, if nothing changes, I have so much to be grateful for, right? Yeah. If nothing, if nothing changes, I, I have, I owe my life just to praise to God for what he's done. Uh, but there's a burning in my heart to see, see something happen, you know, something great and be a part of it and, and to make a greater impact. So just sort of that, 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 that healthy tension between, you know, thankfulness and, and striving to be, to be mm-hmm. better and to, to achieve more. So I think that's just part of my personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's April doing? April is your your wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think April's doing good. Uh, she recently took a trip to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, we work out at Mercy Fitness Center, and and one of her favorite things is to go sit in the sauna, and she'll just sit in there, and she'll tell me like before she goes, "I hope I don't see anybody," because she yeah. likes to have the time alone, <laughs> and I think she goes in there and prays and gets her heart right. But she, what's funny is like <laughs> Hannah and I know that. She's going to meet somebody in the sauna, you know, yeah. it's kind of like this ongoing weird thing that she meets these people and April's personality, we can be anywhere and somebody will come up and talk to her. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. And they, and it's like, they just start pouring their heart out to April. I mean, she was, it's, wow. it's, it's this weird thing. And so she meets these people in the sauna, you know, and so she, she's, she come home and tells these crazy stories about people who she's met in the sauna. And, and so one day she went to the sauna and she met a lady, and this lady invited her to go to the Grand Canyon. And so she comes home and tells Hannah and I, we're like, you met, met some lady in the sauna who yeah. invited you to go to the Grand Canyon. And so and April was like, I think I'm going to do it. And we were like, all right. Well, and we just, I think we just sort of like, all right, you know, this may or may not happen. But um, sure enough, she did. And, and uh, she got to build a relationship with this lady, which turned into a great friendship. Yeah. And then her and about eight other ladies, uh, they went to hike the Grand Canyon. They did it all in one day uh, from the North Rim to the South Rim. And uh, wow. she said it was one of the hardest and best things that she's ever done. So Man. she's been, you know, we were we were praying for her. And, and so me and Hannah, we, we toughed it for a week. And and we were cheering her on, man. She did great. And uh, so she she's doing good. Yeah. April, yeah, April was at a, at a good place. And so she's good. good. Same, same with me. She's got, 
you know, she didn't go through what we went through in the same way that I did, but mm. she came out of it with the same sense of appreciation and gratitude and uh, perspective and maturity. And um, it, it it didn't get the best of us, you know. Yeah. So we, we survived, and, and I think we're better than we've ever been as a couple and and as parents, and, and we're just really grateful. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing April is your birthday i think oh, yeah. early this year yeah yeah and we're out there and you guys seem awesome just yeah. happy and yeah. everything hannah seemed excited yeah. speak of hannah how's she doing she's doing good yeah yeah so my birthday is funny they uh you know I, I i'm a giver and i and i don't say that like as like you know i i do this thing it, it really is kind of like i feel the best and the most natural version of myself when I'm able to give, you yeah. know, when I'm providing and, and I'll give everything away. If somebody gave me a million dollars today, I would give 100% of it away. I mean, I just, that's just my nature. If somebody gives me something, I immediately think of who can I give this to. And so my birthday is always a challenge for, for people who, you know, who, you know, in my life, they're like, what do we get, Nate? You know, because <laughs> my greatest thing is to give to other people. And so, yeah. you know, my birthday, I, I used to give gifts away on my birthday and and so I think that was their thing. It was like they wanted this party for me. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm going to throw this 40th birthday party for Nate. Mm -hmm. so I was happy, man. I was happy you guys came and everybody who came. And so I was happy for them that they felt like they pulled <laughs> they pulled it off. And so, you know, I was like, yeah, good. you guys did it, you know, <laughs> even though it was supposed to be about my birthday. But it's not yeah. natural for me to celebrate myself or to – it's just kind of how I'm wired. And, and yeah. But it was it was fun, man. And Hannah's doing good. She just finished school. Uh, and she's, she had a really tough year at school, um, with making friends and fitting in. And, uh, she, that's just, that's kind of her, her personality and her journey. And as a parent, it's hard to watch, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you, you, I can see her future. Uh, she's, she's got, she's got really some just special things in her heart and in her, she's just a unique kid and, and she might not ever fit in, you know what I mean? Because she's. I think she's a world changer. I think she's mm -hmm. she has this greatness and this purity and this, this something just it, it, I can't even put it into words, you know. And and sometimes sometimes I feel like we we capture it when we take pictures. When I take mm -hmm. a picture of her, I think it comes out, and I'm so excited. I'm like, this is this is what I see, you know. And I get to kind of show people like this is who she is, and yeah. and so, but but it's hard to even put into words that she's what she has and, and how special she is and uh she's just a good kid and sometimes she's lonely and as an only child she struggles with friendships and and but she's she's good you yeah know? and and she'll tell me when we were getting ice cream the other day and we were somewhere and and i can't remember what we were doing and she was having to pick which what she wanted it wasn't ice cream but she was having to pick and there was this little kid behind us and they were like i want all of it you know but it was <laughs> but it was the way it was the way the kid was saying it, you know, and this yeah. kid was about Hannah's age and I think it was a little boy and he was like, I want all of them. And his mommy was like, uh, you know, and <laughs> Hannah was said, she goes, Hannah afterwards, she goes, I know that you and mommy spoil me. She said, but I'm thankful that I'm not a spoiled brat, you know, mm. and it was like, she's so mature, you know what yeah. I mean? She has this perspective and she knows how to communicate things and she's just... She's a great kid. You know what I mean? Here she has this deep appreciation and she knows that we just long to be good to her, but she knows that she doesn't have, you know, where it's out of whack and yeah. she's, you know, so she's just, she's a good kid. She makes parenting so easy. 
we had this mom in our neighborhood driving down the street. Her kid was running away from home. And then she was chasing down this little five-year-old or whatever. And she goes, rolled down her window. And she goes, does your kid ever just give you, like, problem? I don't know. She said something like, do you, like, when you kid? And April and I looked at each other and I was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sorry about your bad kid. Yeah, I don't right. know. That sounds terrible, right? Yeah. And judgmental, which, which it is, but she's so good like hannah's so good it's the first thing i say when people are like you know she's so good she's a she's a really good kid and she's a special kid and and i mean i i love her to death so yeah that's a long long answer to your question but hannah's good we're good you know and and things are going well yeah yeah no i love it speaking of pictures yeah recently lieutenant governor pernell of Mm -hmm. oklahoma had his contest yeah and I think he picked the top 25 pitchers mm-hmm. to be in the governor's mansion. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And of all the thousands of pitchers that were submitted, yeah. including mine, by yeah. the way, <laughs> dude, I, dude, I didn't even get a, <laughs> hey, thanks for submitting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you placed. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, I saw, I didn't, somebody tagged me in, a, in the post and said, hey, Nate, you should submit to this or whatever. And I'll take credit and, for that. that and was, it, was it you? Yeah. yeah, okay. And so I I sometimes whenever I see uh a lot of people rush to something, I I walk away. I don't know if that sounds it's kind of a weird deal, but like uh but then I just started I said, like, you know what? And if if they if for some reason they people want to see my photos, then so you use the hashtag okay travel tourism or something travel. And so I just tagged a few of my photos that I that I like that I've taken of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then um, and I tagged like just in my Instagram, you know, ones that I already posted, just kind of put it under there. I didn't know if they would see it or not, and I got an email. and And what's funny is uh, when I saw the post on Facebook, and then all these people are like <laughs> shots they've taken with their phone, you know, yeah. in their car, and I just oh man, these poor people are. They right. opened they opened up <laughs> they opened up a, a can of worms at every. <laughs> Every person with a cell phone in Oklahoma who's ever seen a sunset is just flooding this, you know. So I'm like, man, they're gonna they're gonna have a hard time. And then I was glad to see that they picked some, so they were able to find some really good and and the other photos I, I had a chance to look at. And mm-hmm. Man, there's some great there's some great photos and some great photographers and and there's some great photographers in Oklahoma who have great pictures that maybe didn't didn't get picked for whatever reason maybe they just didn't get seen so just because i was seen or you know it could have been the right moment maybe they didn't have a photo from the area that that my shot was taken or whatever but Mm -hmm. um it's um it's a it's an honor and it's uh it's something that you know uh, i met a guy for breakfast just yesterday morning and I was telling him about photography and he was like, man, so you're really like into photography and stuff. He's like, what kind of photographer are you? And he was trying to figure out, are you a nature photographer? Yeah. Are you a people photographer? And I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not a photographer at all. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. I just enjoy taking pictures. And I said, man, I, I just hope that people see God through my photos. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, I hope that when people see my photos, that it makes them feel something and that maybe they, they like, golly, that's, you know, it touches their hearts. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said, man, he goes, what I'm hearing from you is not that photography is a hobby, but it's an act of worship. And, and I've never had somebody say that. And when he did, I was like, man, that's how it feels. He's like, yeah. like somebody who makes music 
they just kind of have to do it, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I have a, a gift or anything, but it, it, it is something that at times where I feel like, man, I just want to, I want to go out and, and take a picture. And, and, yeah. and so it's, I enjoy it, man. And, and God will sometimes bring encouragement to me through that, you know, when mm-hmm. work and other things get challenging, like all of a sudden, like somebody will feature a photo or something like something like the contest It's just sort of like God encouraging me to, mm-hmm. to keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, like there was, I, there's a white deer in our backyard and, and, uh, um, I went and like found the white deer and took a picture of it. And we, it was just, this is crazy, you know, and, and I think God just kind of puts me in the, in the right place at the right time. And, and uh, when I'm out there with my camera, I feel, I feel like myself. Mm-hmm. I feel the true, most true version of me, Yeah, you know? And I think a lot of people don't ever find that, you know? Right. And, and for me, I found it and it's with pictures and whether anybody ever likes them or other anything or not, I enjoy doing it. And, and I mean, I just, I pray that I can continue to do it. So yeah. Yeah. But thanks for asking, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is a gift. You do have a gift oh, to do thanks. that. And yeah. it's very expressive. It's very authentic and true. Yeah. And I say that because I have three of your pictures in yeah. my house. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the one with the white deer I saw on Twitter and Instagram, that's amazing yeah, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So, all, all the pictures you've, you've taken, as I mentioned in the podcast, yeah. have been amazing. It's probably because... Like you said, you're the one having the most fun. Yeah, doing it. Yeah, and it's your true yeah, authentic self. Yeah. Did you uh, did Did you get to meet Lieutenant Governor Matt Purnell when? No, I met him one time. Uh, he was run when he was running for election. Mm-hmm. He was at the Brahms in Edmond on on Covell. Oh yeah. And for whatever reason, I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, what's up? <laughs> you know, you're Matt Purnell. You're running for Lieutenant Governor. And he, we talked very briefly, and I said, "Man, I'm, you know, I'm voting for you, and, and I appreciate it." And so that was about it. That's the only time I've met him, and uh, you know, we we interact very little on on social media. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he's a great guy, and he's doing really good things. And and I've heard yeah. nothing but really good things about him. I heard his episode on your podcast. Yeah. And, man, he's a he's a great guy and humble guy. And mm-hmm. man, they're doing they're doing what needs to be done in Oklahoma, which is just we need some great leaders thinking thinking yeah. big and doing good things so i'm I'm pulling for him and praying for him and, and i'm thankful that he's in his position so yeah that's true he was on this <clears throat> podcast and first time i really met him was he's like yeah i'll come on the podcast showed up in his truck with his campaign manager <laughs> we did a podcast he didn't ask for stats he didn't ask for how many followers that he yeah. was just like yeah let's do this podcast yeah. and margie and i were taking it back because yeah. when you do that it's so authentic oh, and yeah. so true. Yeah. It's just like, hey, man, how am I going to do this? Yeah. It reminds me a lot about you yeah. because for FCA, you you speak to student athletes, mm-hmm. you, right? I mean, yeah. you speak to thousands of kids. Yeah. yeah. Is it always the same message or? Uh, sometimes it is. Um, you know, I, I, as an athlete, as a wrestler, I have a, I have a, a powerful story, but I have a, I have a story. And, um, and so if I'm going to speak, to an FCA and they want to hear about my, my journey as an athlete and mm-hmm. then coming to faith, then I usually shared my testimony, especially if I'm speaking to wrestlers or if I know wrestlers are going to be there, I, I share it. And then, and then there's other times where, you know, where somebody say, Hey, you know, they give me a little bit of background where the group is and I can kind of shape my message to that. Or mm-hmm. if, you know, I'm going to speak on, you know, a different, different deal. I, I can kind of shape it and, yeah. and, and build it differently. But yeah. So, what do you enjoy about speaking to the 
young men and women. Yeah, and so I think um, I think with FCA that they not. I think there's a tendency to man if we have an athlete who's good at sports, who's accomplished. And they have a little bit of faith, you know what I mean? Or they just have this, oh, man, I think I saw him praying in the end zone. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. we can get this guy to come speak to our group. And yeah. so there tends to be a maybe a tilt towards accomplishment in terms of athletics. Does that make sense? I got you, yeah. And so we want some big-name guy who also proclaims Jesus, you know, but, you know, they've they've won a Super Bowl or something like that. And so, you know, my message isn't isn't really as an accomplished athlete, but it it, it really kind of is a, is a message of faith. And so... What I found when I come in and share is that it's not just, man, I've done things with sports and, you know, hey, God's a part of my life. It's, right. it's really more about like my life got radically transformed and changed and boom, here's my message. And so sometimes I find the audience is just like, you know, they're, I yeah. think they're surprised. You know, they're just like, boom, I don't know if we were ready for that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, and I, I just am always going to be myself. I'm always going to be real and I'm always going to share uh, an impactful story. And, and whatever group I'm going to speak, and I try to maintain this perspective, uh, no matter where I go or what I say, is there's always one person that needs to hear what I have to say, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if there's 500 people there or there's 10 kids there. One of those kids is first has the, needs to hear what I have to say. Right. And that's the kid I'm speaking to. And and if I miss nine, that's okay. But if I if if I hit that one and connect with that one heart, then it's worth it. And so that's. Yeah. That's what I try to do, and and uh, and man, I think I think God has blessed that for me. And man, I I don't know. I I, I pray for not greater opportunities, but 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 maybe a maybe to be seen in a in a bigger capacity. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Sometimes it, it feels like um, I'm just sort of treading through, but um, but it's a it's a blessing, man. And every time, every opportunity you have to go speak to a group is. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a responsibility. And, yeah. you know, so I'm thankful. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know from just being a friend of yours, you, you are a very dynamic speaker, oh, very okay. unique on your delivery. Yeah. It's, it's always captivating. Yeah. So that one person, when you're talking about, I'm that one person <laughs> in that crowd, I'm like, this is what I needed to hear. <laughs> he's talking what, to me. Yeah. It's uh, like, did you hear that? He's talking to me. Uh, you yeah, know, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of uniqueness, we also had uh, Joni Manavong. She is the owner of 31 Mugs here in Edmond, yeah. Oklahoma. She came yeah. on and did an episode, and she makes mugs uniquely yeah. to businesses or individuals. Yeah. And so we She's... had her make you a mug <laughs> if you want to check it out. Yeah, this is awesome. So uh, her voice is like the most unique voice yeah. ever on the podcast. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I'll have to tell her thank you. Yeah, that's cool. So that's uh, what we wanted to. Oh, thanks, man. Give you as a gift for that is awesome. Not just coming on the podcast. No, it's I just, appreciate it. I mean, we that's so cool. We appreciate you, man. Man, she's a she's a special girl and, and lady, and she has you know somebody who understands a calling of something that maybe people don't understand. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. make coffee mugs that that might sound odd or. But she's going forward with it with boldness and with courage, mm -hmm. and and you would think like well, you're just making coffee mugs, but she puts her heart and her spirit into it. Right. She feels like God is calling her to do it, and she is blessing her through it. Mm -hmm. but what I mean, it's a cool thing, right? Very I cool. Mean, yeah. So it's so encouraging, and I, I'm, you know, I'm just cheering for her. She's doing her thing, and 
Yeah, I appreciate that gift. That yeah. A lot. That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> gift. Man. Thank you. Well, you, you always say that. Yeah. You got this. You got this. And we say that to people too. So yeah. we wanted you to have something oh, unique. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. That means a lot. Yeah. So cool. For sure. How does Nate Gomez enjoy life? Yeah. Um, man, I, I, I kind of thought about that question and, uh, and I think maybe I kind of answered it a little bit with that, that quote of, uh, from Cinderella man, but you know, I've, I've said this to myself, even if to nobody else, I mean, the greatest thing that you can give a, a man, a father is, or a husband to, is to provide for their family. And, mm. and man, like, I think because I've gone through a season of not being able to do that, that yeah. the enjoyment for me and for life is, is to be able to provide for April and Hannah. Uh, April is getting to stay at home with Hannah this summer. And, and to me, like them just sleeping in and doing whatever they want to do yeah. like, t- today or whenever. And Hannah going to birthday parties in April, you know, it just, it, 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 it doesn't, it makes me happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the word enjoy, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, because I, I know what it feels like to not have that, you know, and, yeah. and it just, it's not like they're going, you know, come on, but you know, I just struggled as a, as a, as a man, as a husband, as a provider, you feel your confidence and, and a lack of confidence. And it just, it's a bad, it was for me, it's a bad place to be. And so, uh, you know, what do I, how do, you know, what do I enjoy about life? is man I, I sound simple but just kind of like you know in cinderella man james braddock he said you know this time around i know what i'm fighting for i think man that's that's it for me yeah this was really just just getting provided and not like we have a lot or an abundance because we don't and there's things we have to say no to and but man you know to be able to provide food and and clothing and shelter is is a big deal and yeah. so man i i'm 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 more than thankful it really is you know it's an enjoy I mean, that's what I enjoy about life. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. What are some of your morning habits? Let's take it to what sure. are a couple of things that are non-negotiable for you? Yeah. You have to, <clears throat> Nate Gomez has to do this in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so I think a few years ago, had you asked me that question, um, my morning habits would look different. Um, you know, when, when I was working at Chesapeake and training for Ironman triathlons, I would wake up at 4.30 every morning. And then I would drive to work and I would do the dishes at work and I would set the coffee in the coffee pot so somebody could just push the button and it would be ready, you know. And then I would go run or bike or swim, you know, for however long and then go back to work. And then at work I would go to lunch and go work out again at lunch. And then, you know, when they well, they had half a day Fridays, so they would work nine-hour work days and then half a day Friday. Well, mm-hmm. Man, I had so much PTO, I just started taking off the half a day Friday. And, I mean, I could take off, like, every Friday yeah. for, you know, for half the year. And it was – so then I would do my big my big training on Friday mornings. <clears throat> and, I you know, do, like, 90-mile bike ride and then hop off and run 10 to 20 miles. And that was my Friday workout. And But every morning was just up and working out, mm-hmm. training. And, and through that time, I would pray and, you know, I would kind of think about like maybe a Bible verse. Um, but then when, when, when things kind of came to an end for me, you know, training came to an abrupt end. I lost my job shortly after. And, and working out in the morning was, was kind of, it just sort of got, everything sort of kind of did, got a little dis, dis out of place. And I'm trying to kind of figure out my new thing. And, mm-hmm. um, 
and this is, this is really clear, like God, I don't, I don't throw this around. I've heard people say, man, God spoke to me. God, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> but um, I, I, I read a verse, and, and, and man, I've read it several times. Uh, but this time it was, it was, it was, it spoke to me and, and, and the Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, my bread, my sustenance, the things that I was using to feed myself were like, it, I, I want to say that like training and striving and achieving and, and trying to be accomplish something, but. It was deeper than that. Like what I, I, can't, I don't even know if I can put into words what I was trying to like accomplish with mm-hmm. all of it. It was just this sort of like I was frustrated in my job, and so I just trained and kind of buried all this weird pain. Instead of dealing with stuff, I would just go, you know, like weird, like suffering, running and training. I mean, it's very difficult to even put into words. And in a weird way, it was like I was trying to prove to myself or to other. I don't even know, you know. And and then. I think God was in all of that, and I don't think it was wrong. I think it was maybe out of whack, but I think I, I came to a place where I think my morning habits now will be my morning habit for the rest of my life, which I wake up and, and no matter how tired I am, my first thing I have to do is, is, is open uh, my notebook with my pen and I have a, the Bible app, and mm-hmm. I just, I've read through the Bible for since I got let go. I'm in my, I've read through the Bible twice, and I'm in my third third time of reading through it and uh, I'm you know, I will I will continue to do that for the rest of my life the first hour of my morning every morning will be no distractions no anything just mm-hmm. just my time alone and and you know in the quiet you know there, there's there's been times where I'm sitting at the table and I can see out my back window and there's the most amazing sunset or sunrise yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and I'm like my heart is like oh, I, <laughs> I have camera. my cameras right here <laughs> and I just want to go take a picture uh, but I just I just think that man God's just you know with me right here in this time and I yeah. can I can enjoy it yeah and I don't think it's weird or legalistic like I'm trapped and I have to do this but yeah for me. Uh, the very first thing in, in my in my day is, is spending that time getting my heart and my mind in the right direction, and it can go. I know myself apart from from that, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not who I want to be. Yeah. And I know when I'm spending time in, in the Word, it man, it just renews and reminds me of the real person that I want to be, and uh, that time with the Lord. And and since my 40th birthday, this was kind of weird, but I felt like. And and I, and I share this. I don't don't. I guess I don't really care what people think. But I feel like God was telling me to get on my knees. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know how know how else to say it. But so I'll spend time in the Word, and then I'll physically get on my knees and just man, God is so good and so great, and I'm I'm so grateful. And I don't want I don't want to live my life meaningless. You know, and, and yeah. God, I, I can't. I can't do this without you, without you. Yeah. And I don't want to do this without you. And, um, you know, so just, that's been kind of part of my morning habit, but first part of every day, man, is spending time with, with the Lord. And, and then I go about, and I still work out and train. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different now, you know, I still swim and run and, and, and try to stay fit, but it's, it's different. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's powerful, man. Yeah. Wow. So, what are a couple of things that people don't know about Nate Gomez? Uh, uh, April always says, you know, I think people will be surprised to know that you are, you know, 
you know, introvert and, and people throw like introvert, extrovert out. And I don't, I don't really like those words, but mm. um, there are people who like to be around people in a social and like have to be around people. And there are people who can be okay with not being around people, you know, mm. and sometimes would rather not be around people. Yeah. And I'm kind of one of those people that would, and, and right or wrong, you know, I can, I, I enjoy going to lunch all by myself, sitting there eating all by myself and, and April's like, I don't know how you do that. You yeah. know? Like it's yeah. easy. You just order food and sit down and you right. eat it. Uh, and you know, in the car, I don't listen to the radio. I just, I, I, I think through triathlon, I discovered that I, I just kind of enjoy that solitude and, and silence and that peace and, and talking to myself in the right way. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, it's, I don't know. I, so I think April, would say, you know, I think a lot of people are, think you're this outgoing person and you're mm-hmm. just real, you know, and like, I don't, I don't know, but, but I think, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of more of, I guess, an introvert. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah. all right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's fine, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that's probably, I mean, there's some other things people don't know, but I think that's what April would say. So do people know that you are an ambassador for Newton. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Newton running, man. Um, yeah, I don't know if people know I'm an ambassador, but, uh, so Newton running, man, their, their shoes are unique. They have a, they have a unique product. Um, their shoes are designed different. Their styles are bright and mm-hmm. fun colors. And I, when I first got into triathlon, uh, I immediately, I don't know why, but I mean, Newton's had just, just hit and, uh, there was a, I was at Red Coyote and uh, I was just shopping and I don't even know why I was there. And this guy came in the store and he goes, man, he goes, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk to the people who work here. You know, he goes, I don't, I don't want to, I don't like to be sold on stuff. He goes, yeah. he's, you look like a runner. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm brand new, you know, so I'm like, oh, this is, this guy knows how to talk to me. You know? I'm like, like, you know, and he goes, what's the best shoe? Well, tell me what the best shoe is. I'm wearing Newtons, you know what I yeah. mean? And I'm, I'm loving Newtons. And so I'm telling him, and I said, listen, man, I'm telling my whole story. I said, I was a wrestler, and on a wrestling mat, your shoes are so flat, and you the balls of your feet, you depend upon the balls of your feet, and you, you, you know what it feels like to be in position as a wrestler based on the balls of your feet. I don't know how to explain it. And when I put on shoes that are Newtons, they have these lugs that run right on the balls of your feet, and I just felt like, these shoes were made for me, you know, yeah. and I, I felt fat. I'm telling him I'm faster. Yeah. I used to have shin splints, you know, these things will heal you, you know what I mean? And he's like taking it all in and he's nodding, you know what I mean? Like this guy is getting life changed at Red Coyote oh, and he leaves. <laughs> and the, one of the guys who works there, he goes, man, do you know who that is? And I said, no. He goes, that's Danny Absher. He owns Newton. He's one of the founders of Newton running. And so, I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, it was funny because like, I'm selling him on Newton's, right? I don't even work there. And this guy owns Newton running, you know? <laughs> so like, I wanted to contact him and apologize, but I think he was, I think that's what he wanted to hear, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, for I, sure. And then, uh, so, you know, just because I would take pictures and I would post pictures of myself and they weren't like these running pictures. You know, people post pictures of the workout. You know, I'm like, yeah. how did you run? And yeah. you know, were you working out or were you posing <laughs> for the workout? And so I unapologetically just not working out, just taking pictures of myself in the shoes and, and unique ways, maybe jumping. I don't know. I, 
and they caught they found me and and they're like hey nate you know if we send you a pair of shoes would you take pictures in them and then that kind of led to an ambassadorship so it's not because i'm a great athlete i think they like we have this mutual like i love their shoes they love you know that i love their shoes and they know and i've because i've i've worn their shoes for a long time and and man, they're great people. Newton Running does, they, they have a great product, but their business is a great business. They mm. do the right thing. Man, yeah. They always are, they, they put people first and they're just great. They're great in every way. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm thankful for them. And, uh, but yeah, so it's cool. And, and uh, I'm an ambassador. And, and even if I wasn't an ambassador, I'd still wear Newton. Yes. Yeah. I love them. And so it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, well, you're the reason why I bought Newton. Nice. And I yeah. told myself, well, when my calves get as big and nice <laughs> as his, I'll buy some. They're not anywhere as big or nice <laughs> yeah. as yours, but I got Newtons on anyways. That's funny, man. <laughs> you got good calves, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think going to tattoo, That's man. funny. Like, like yeah. I said, my calves aren't big enough for that tattoo. No, so that's funny. One day. Uh, yeah, that's one day. awesome. That's and funny. I didn't realize you're the uh, ambassador of Newton for a while. And so I actually tweeted out to Newton and asked him if they would make some dress shoes oh yeah of newton <laughs> made up of uh yeah. like the soul of yeah. the newton yeah because you're it's, right I, I do feel faster i mean like i'm running like yeah. you're supposed to sprint on the yeah, ball you, of your feet the way you land it forces you kind of to you, you chops up your step and so you right. find yourself you know you almost like you it speeds up your pace a little bit right. for me it did you know i was always this big long run clunky you know wrestler running you know and then yeah. it forced me to make you know kind of this choppier step which mm-hmm truly changed the way that i ran and 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 it did and made me faster so uh and so i it's just been good shoot for me yeah yeah marty told me the same thing when i first put them on i was like these are awesome i feel like this is how you're supposed to sprint yeah yeah yeah. and she's like yeah so anyways that's cool you think you can uh, ever talk to newton about maybe making some address yeah, shoe yeah, line some funky funky stuff yeah we'll that, see. that we'll would see. be pretty cool because they're bold they're bright yeah and right. i mean they're yeah very comfortable yeah yeah those will help my calves during the workday. i'll get <laughs> it some walk around that's right it forces you a little bit higher <laughs> so yeah does does anything tick you off uh yeah i mean i think i read a quote the other day that anything that ticks you off reveals to you something in yourself that needs you know, something along those lines it's mm-hmm. an opportunity to self-improve you okay know? what what irritates us and others reveals something that's in ourselves that you know and so but there there are things that man you know that kind of bug me um you know and and i think social media and when you when you get on twitter and there there are people politically and the minute they argue and and the stuff just gets so crazy and it's not to me it doesn't it doesn't bother me that somebody can post something you know, good hearted and somebody right in there, you know, just bashes them. That, that, that to me, I can dismiss it pretty easy. I'm just like, whatever, you know, I don't have to dwell on that. I don't have to chew on it. I don't have to prove that person. I don't have to mm-hmm. come in with, with this or that. But I, I think the thing that bugs me is that people feel like they can say anything hurtful without realizing it's a human being, that they can yeah. say something so without without the people just we're in a world where we just tweet so quickly without thinking man this is a person you know yeah. what i mean and and it's, you're not tweeting to a million people you're tweeting to one person that they're you know and i see you know people 
man, they just, I think sometimes we can take it too far. And, and, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of really good things about social media. I don't think social media is good or bad. I think it's a, I think it's a tool that we can use to encourage people or tear people down. And unfortunately some people, man, that's all they do is tear people down. And, and, uh, I just want to be somebody that speaks life. I can't, I can't go and fix it all, you know, and I can't cause people to stop (laughs) saying bad things. And, and, but I can, I can put out positive and I can choose to give people the benefit of the doubt and I can mm-hmm. choose to see the best in people. And it, sometimes it's a struggle, you know, some, especially if it's somebody, you know, and you're like, Whoa, dude, you know, like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that's how you, that's how you voted, you know? And so, and it kind of can cause some weirdness, <laughs> but, but overall, man, you, you just, you're in control of what you put out, you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, yeah. And so just just try to see just try to see the best, try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, try to put out positive things and I think you know what I mean? So Yeah. 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 So no, that that tick, I guess that's the, what ticks me off, but I'm with you on that. Yeah. Actually. And, and you do like I've mentioned many times, you do a brilliant job, oh, beautiful okay. job of always tweeting thoughtfully, yeah. intentionally and positively. Yeah, thanks man. Yeah. That means a lot. It, appreciate it. It's true. Every yeah. single one of your tweets. Oh, it's. I feel like it's intentional. It's. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe it's in your mind, and you let it sit for a minute, and you're like, "This needs to go out there. Yeah. People need to hear it." Yeah. And when yeah, I there's a it, cool yeah. feature on Twitter, when you write a tweet, you can either send it or you can save it to your drafts. Um, oh yeah. People, I don't people know this. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. You can sit on it for a second. Yeah. You look at it the next day, and you're like, oh, "I'm glad I did. <laughs> glad I didn't send that." You know. Yeah. So, you might want to, you know, as an encouragement to people, just maybe sit on it for a second, yeah. you know. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but thank you for that. That means a lot. So, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's true because I get fired up. So I'm like, dude, yeah. why are you tweeting that? <laughs> and so I asked Margie and she's like, if you have to ask me, yeah. then you shouldn't tweet it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's a, man, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 It's like, dang, I love yeah. my wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, man. Who are three people? No social media. Sure that you would like to meet in person or have a phone conversation with? That I would like to meet in person? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this, this might, this might get me in trouble. And, and I, you know, I guess I, I kind of don't care. And I've, I've said this, <laughs> I, I've said this before, but like, I would like to meet the president of the United States and not, not because it's Donald Trump, but I mean, the, one of the most powerful people in our world right now mm. i mean i've never seen so many people who hate somebody you know what i mean like yes, as strongly it's it is so but just to just to meet him and say man i'm praying for you you know what i mean like i i don't know man i if god ever gives me the opportunity to meet the president of the united states i'm not going to say anything but man i'm praying for you or thank you you know what yeah. i mean like yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I, I don't want to get into like, man, this guy gave up billion because you know, somebody there's somebody always has an argument for anything you can say to support. And this isn't, hey, I support the mayor or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just it's just me as a person, Nate, gone through everything that I've gone through as a human being. If this was the first day of my life and you gave me this information, I, I would I would want to just say, man, I'm praying for you. Yeah. Like and and, and you know, that's. That, that's one person that, that I would want to meet. Um, uh, another person that I would want to meet, um, maybe, and just to say thank you, would be Michael Phelps because when I was, uh, you know, after my wrestling career in college, I uh, I had back surgery and then went through 
just depression, you know, just identity. Who am I? Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been an athlete for all of my life and now I'm, I'm nothing, you know, I'm just, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm never going to do anything. And, and when I watched him swim in the Olympics in Beijing, it was, I mean, I, I can, I, he did something that made me want to go get in a lap pool, you know, yeah. and I've never swam in my life. Yeah. And I watched something so powerful that it, that it didn't force me. It, it, it was on the inside. I was like, man, I, I wanted, I want to try that, you yeah. know? And then since then I've swam countless miles. I swam 2000 meters this morning and I've had people ask me, where did you swim in college? You know? And it's like, you know, I, I taught myself how to swim yeah. by watching YouTube videos of Michael Phelps, yeah. you know? And the people are always like, well, that's weird. But uh, I would just say, you know, I would just say thank you to him. And I, I'm sure he, he, he hears that and, and, and maybe not, but I would, I would just say, man, it's because of you that I swam and, mm. you know, I got into triathlon and, and, and all of that. So, uh, he's, he's somebody I would just want to meet. Um, man, I, I don't know. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have much of a relationship with with either my my grandpa, my dad's dad, and and my mom has told me, you know, you would have liked to meet your grandpa. He would have, you know. And so, I think just to show the people, even my mom's mom died when my mom was young, and, mm. and my grandpa died. My mom's dad died when, you know, and just to just to meet those people and show them the person that I, I'm trying to be. I don't. I don't know. That, that may kind of sound kind of weird, but this is me just just kind of thinking through it but yeah but maybe a maybe my dad's dad or something that'd be be good to meet him i'm named nathan everett gomez his name was everett so Mm -hmm. just to just to meet him and and uh hopefully make them proud you know yeah that kind of thing yeah no i I love the openness and the rawness and you talk about president trump Mm -hmm. if you were to lose followers or people were mad about that Mm -hmm. answer then i really don't know what to say to that <laughs> because it's it's you yeah. right yeah. and we shouldn't be ashamed of being like oh man i hope i don't lose a million followers because i said i want yeah. to be president trump right yeah well i that's awesome yeah. i would love to as well uh, yeah. man yeah. if he was like hey well i'm gonna i'm gonna come on your podcast yeah. like yeah. all right president trump the seat's yours yeah. secret service where are they at i mean got snipers yeah. on the rooftop what are we doing <laughs> yeah yeah and you know there there are people who who have won, you know, teams and they, they, uh, they turn down an opportunity to come to the white house. And, and then there are people who go and they're so the pride that's there. You know, I saw a West point football team and those young oh. men were just, I mean, like beaming, you know, and it was this oh, sense yeah. of just, I don't know. To me, I, I was, whether he has big Macs there or not, doesn't matter. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you don't have to feed me. I don't, yeah. I'm here because <laughs> I just want to say I'm praying for you and I'm thankful for all that you've done. And, I don't know, man. It's not a, it's not a, I don't know. I, I, I maybe, I, I, I really try to be a person who understands where somebody's coming from and I want to know, you know, and I have mm. a lot of close people in my life that, that vote differently, that think differently. And, yeah. and I want to hear where it is they're coming from. But, and this isn't, this isn't like a blanket statement, but I, I, I've, I've never really heard anything that makes me, understand the the hate you know yeah so but anyway no i i get and to touch on your point about teams that have had the opportunity to go to Mm -hmm. the white house but have turned it down Mm -hmm. what they're actually doing as well is it's not just 
that one team, but it's the whole entire team as far as the backroom staff that has a chance mm-hmm. to go and see mm-hmm. that now they're not going to because someone made this decision for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because yeah. they work. I mean, they may not get paid as much and they ain't out being the cameras, yeah. but they work pretty hard to get yeah. help. The, they're part of the team, so they help them get there yeah. too. So yeah. that's a shame of it too. And I think uh, Michael Phelps would love to hear someone yeah. just as <laughs> yourself say, hey, man, yeah. because of you. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I'll be honest with you, Nate, man, because of you, you've given me more confidence to just be a better man, to give myself permission to say no yeah. to certain things, to yeah. say, yes, that's a great idea. Yeah. And to be able to speak yeah. to people. Awesome. Man. So I thank you for that, man. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. For sure. Well, 100%. Yeah. yeah. What are, maybe what's the hardest thing that you had to go through so far in life and what was the outcome of that? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, it's such a, when you go through seasons of, of difficulty or challenged at the time and they feel like, they feel like <laughs> this is the hardest thing I've ever been through. And right. so, uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. Losing in, in the state finals when I was a senior at that time in my life was the hardest thing that I'd yeah. ever gone through. And and I, that sounds. Looking back as a grown man, that you you see the perspective and how big life is and how silly it is. Yeah. But it it rocked me, and that loss shaped me to the person I am today because of how I responded to it. And this is weird. Uh, it, it gave me this weird. Um, you know, Teddy Roosevelt has a has a quote that says, "You know, far better is it to dare mighty things than to be somebody who's who's never tried and who who doesn't know what it feels like to win or to lose." Mm-hmm. And I remember when I read that for the first time, I was like, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? And I felt like I'm in this I'm in this group of people who knows what it feels like to give your absolute everything and still fall short. And, and there's a, there's people who's given everything and they've won and they enjoy the victory of it. And, and that's, that's great. And that's a small group and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but there's a very, I don't know, it's this, it's this sweet, um, place to know that you've, man, you have no regrets. You wouldn't have changed anything mm-hmm. and you've given something your very best and, and even beyond and maybe like to a level of just like crazy work ethic and then, and just get so close and fall short and that hurt and that pain ends up becoming a, a, a victory that ends up becoming you you just knew how to i don't know it's a strange thing and so because of that loss early on in my life i've been able to deal with hardship mm-hmm. um, better right yeah and, and and to the degree that like i know how to i know how to hurt and when i'm running or riding and push through maybe physical pain and and things like that as an athlete and I've also kind of learned how to deal with with setbacks and adversity, and you know, losing the job and, and going through kind of what we went through. Yeah, it it was pain and it was loss and it was it was new territory, but it but I knew that I knew that I had the internal uh, tools to kind of get through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there was a lot out of my control and a lot of things that man. I there are days where I felt helpless, but um, so. You know, there's been there's been hard things, but um, you know that that suffering and knowing how to deal with with defeat is a uh, is a blessing. It's been yeah. a blessing in my life. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful, man. What what would your reaction be if uh, you since you lost that match? Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me the story. Yeah. 
and someone's like, man, Nate, it's just wrestling, dude. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What What would you say? What would your reaction be if yeah. someone were to say that? Yeah. Right then in the moment. Right then yeah. in the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a lot of people say that to me, you know, mm-hmm. afterwards. I remember there was a guy, he had, he took second place and he had graduated and he was this kind of this has-been dude, you know, and he was, I think he was drinking a beer and he put his arm around me, man, <laughs> second place is, you know, it's all right, man, look at me, you know, how I turned out and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> and so it, it, it was a, in a weird way, like even if somebody kind of had something similar, I, I knew that they didn't go through what I went through, you know, and. And it was in that, it was in the aftermath, you know, in the loneliness and the empty words of people that, mm. that I realized, man, I, I went, my journey of, uh, that I had to go alone was not over. You know, I'm still right. kind of going through this, this, this place where people don't understand. Uh, and then, in fact, I, my stepdad even said, he said, I'll never know how you feel because I've never once in my life put myself out there like you did this year. And that comment meant more to me than, than almost any other because he right. he was just saying like you know but um it, in perspective it is it is just a wrestling match and it was you know but um it, for nate gomez and that was a huge instrumental turning point it was a defining moment for me mm-hmm. um that really helped shape me to who i am today so yeah. right or wrong i mean that's 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 kind of that's kind of who i am so yeah if you had to go back and tell your younger self one thing what would it be oh <sighs> Uh, you know, I, this funny story, I went to, when I was 25 years old, I was working at a church. I was an associate youth pastor. I had, I'd spoke to their church for at camp. They were at camp and I was their week speaker at camp, you know, for the week I was Mm -hmm. their guy and I was speaking and they, they kids loved me and it was great. And so they asked me to come on as their associate youth pastor. And so it was a good fit at the time and I needed, needed a job and so I, I did it, and a few months in, there was a team of guys that were going to China. And there was about five guys, and they were going to work at this elementary school. And they were going to teach kids English and just work with the kids and do whatever the school needed. They yeah. needed a li- They had all these books donated, and they needed to build a library, just some things like that. <clears throat> and so one of the guys backed out at the last minute, and they said, man, we've already got a plane ticket. We've already got your room, everything. You just, you got to get a passport and, you know, things like that and work it out. Can, can you go? And so I was like, oh, sure. You know, yeah. it, was, it was just kind of like, let's do it. So I went to China you know, with these group of guys and, and worked at this school. And, man, I fell in love with the, the kids. I fell in love with the culture. I fell in love with the food. I mean, like, I, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Like, gosh, it was it was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I've never felt at home someplace like that. I mean, it was, it was really, it was really powerful. And, wow. And, but one day, one of the guys who was on my team, his name was Bud and he was 85 years old and we were working in the library and it was just me and Bud and he, he was just the most gentle person I've ever met. Like you I don't know if you've ever somebody just so like the kids just loved him. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like flocked to this guy. And I asked Bud this question. I said, Bud, if you could go back and tell yourself anything, I was 25 at the time. I said, if you could go back and tell yourself anything at 25, what would it be? And he just, I mean, just smiled. You know, this old guy. And he said, Nate. He said, when I was 40 years old, he said I started reading the Bible, 
And he said, and I've read it every year since then. He goes, I just read through the Bible. He goes, I don't, wow. you know, I don't, I don't read a plan. I don't have, you know, he said, but I just work my way through it. He said, if I only read a verse one day, I just read a verse. And he said, if I read a whole chapter or a whole book, he said, and sometimes I'll read a different version. I'll try the New International Version or the New Living Translation. He goes, mm-hmm. but, but every year, he goes, I, I just read through the Bible. And he said, man, I wish I would have started that earlier. And then, I mean, he just looked at me and, and I mean, that, that's all I needed to hear. And here's a guy who's had, what I don't, you know, all I know is this guy is awesome, you know, and he's got the spirit that I want, this gentleness, mm-hmm. this love, this thing that kids just see and are attracted to. And he's got this sweetness in the, in the end of his life. And if he could go back and tell himself one thing, it would be to read the Bible. And so that meant a lot to me and, and it impacted me. And so, you know, that's that's what I would say to my younger self is man, to read the Bible. There's something about reading the Bible mm-hmm. that is more than just reading the Bible. Right. It, it is the word of God. There's been, I can't even tell you how many times where I was just reading along and pow, you know, like yesterday I read Psalm 19 and it just talks about how creation is the voice of God. And it was God saying, man, your pictures are truly speaking what God is speaking through creation. You're just showing people, you know. And yeah. I, I mean, there's been times where it's just it's just more than it's such a personal thing, you know. And uh, man, that's what I would encourage my younger self. That's what I would encourage anybody. Uh, man, that's the greatest thing you could do is read the love letter that the God of creation has mm-hmm. written just for you. you yeah. Know? And so that's 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 what I would that's what I would say. Wow. Yeah. So what would you tell, if you had to change an outcome, mm-hmm. what would it be? What if I could change one thing? One yeah. outcome. <clears throat> oh, yeah, man, you know, I, I, I'm thankful for the way the things have played out, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that when you look back on it, you see, man, that, that happened for a reason. But I think, you know, I, I wish I could have won state. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think like being a state champion uh, would have put me maybe in a different, and, but it, like I said, you know, things have worked out and, and I ended up where I was supposed to be, but, um, I don't know, you know, I, I, I've always, I kind of played that out in my head had I, you know, had I won a state, you know, would that have been different? You know, I think there's like a movie, the guy, he wins, he makes the shot instead of misses the shot and it changes the course of his life. <laughs> I don't know. And then he realizes it was better when he missed the shot yeah. or something, something like that. <laughs> So I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything, but, um, you know, I, I, there, I wish I would, uh, you know, wish I would have, but it'd be nice to maybe see what it would like to win state mm-hmm. just cause it meant so much to other people. You know, it, yeah. my, my, my journey was not just my journey, you know, my mom and, you know, it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so that, to that, to have that moment to give to those people would have, would have meant a lot to me. And the same thing with, with triathlon, um, you know, we, I trained pretty hard for a race in Colorado and, and got up there and my legs just cramped up and I couldn't, you know, hardly finish. And, you know, that hurt April and Hannah as much as it hurt me because they were so much invested in that journey. Yeah. I mean, and it hurt my heart because our goal was, man, we're going to Kona, Hawaii, and we're going to enjoy that as a family. And, and I even had people that said, I have a hotel for you. I mean, it was like we wow. were going to go do it. And I was telling myself, I was like, man, I'm qualifying for Kona. I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. and when that kind of fell apart, it, it hurt. And I, but I, I had a piece about it. And I and I, I I would say, you know, I wouldn't change anything. But 
you know, if you could just kind of see how how it would have, mm-hmm. how it would have been different, Hawaii might be nice, you know. But honestly, man, I I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a really good question, but I I don't know. I probably wouldn't change a whole lot. Yeah. So, when was the last time you challenged yourself with something hard that you've never done before? Uh, about, when was the last time you challenged yourself with something you've never done before? Uh, man, I don't know. That's a. I need to. I need to. I need to do that. I I had trying to think of the last thing that I've done that I haven't ever done before. Um. You know, lately I've been I've been really trying to push myself to learn uh, better photography. Like I don't I don't know I know very little about cameras. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't even know what the terminology means. Like I don't know what like people will, people will say like oh they'll compliment aperture or depth of field or like you know f stop or I, I I I it's embarrassing how little I know about cameras. I mean I don't even know you know what I mean. So yeah. like what camera you have and I have to look at my camera and. I'm like, it says this, you know, I take a picture of my camera and send it to him. You know, yeah. like I, I know so little about it. I put things on auto, you know, and just, and I think they're kind of like, like your pictures though, you know, but um, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I can't just hide behind that, you know, and be like, I don't know anything about pictures. I just like to take pictures. Yeah. Like, Look how good they are, whatever. I really want to challenge myself um, to get better and to learn and, and not just so I can speak the language, but so that I can. I can, it's an investment and I want to grow in that discipline. And part of that is, is really learning, learning the equipment and getting better and, and, um, you know, and then, you know, kind of reaching out to some people who do it professionally, who do it really well. People who, you know, I, I really like their photos and really try to learn and, mm-hmm. and learn different because there's pictures where I see where I, I see it and I'm like, man, I want, I want to do that. Like, um, there was a guy, he was set up during the teacher walkout last year at the Capitol, he was set up and he had this black backdrop and he had a light and he was held people who had their signs. He would let them come and he would take a picture of them. And I thought, Oh man, I was so intimidated by that, you know, cause that's not my thing with photography. Yeah. But man, I saw his pictures on the other side and I was like, Oh man, they look so good. Like, so I want to, I want to get better. And, and part of it's an investment, like equipment yeah. with photography is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to get better and I want to challenge myself and I want to learn and I want to, I want to, I want to be better. And so that's, that's the thing. And I, I'm kind of working on it, but not really, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I, I need to get, I need to, I really need to step it up and, you know, so that's, that's what, that's what I think I need to do and, mm-hmm. you know, do something, even though I'm doing it, something that I haven't done is, is really learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. We talked about books, the Bible. We talked about movies, mm-hmm. Cinderella Man. Mm-hmm. And you're at a, a pretty good stage in your life. Mm-hmm. If you were to see what any movie, what scene from a movie best represents your life right now? Yeah, right now? Yeah. Golly. Uh, yeah, this is, I don't know, man. The, there's a movie called Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And I don't know if you have you seen yes. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And uh it's it's all about the cover of Time magazine or whatever, Life magazine or whatever they are, and and the, the, he goes to the Himalayas and he's trying to find the photographer, right? And this guy is remote, no cell phone, you know, so he has to literally go to the mountains to find him. And he finds the photographer 
and he's taking pictures of a snow leopard and he's all you know chapped and sunburnt and he's out there and the, yep. the photographer looks at Walter and he's like how did you find me you know and then in that moment the snow leopard who he's been sitting there waiting for it to come out the snow leopard comes out and Walter Mitty's right there and the photographer is zoomed in and he shows Walter Mitty the, the snow leopard and he, he asks Walter Mitty asks him like aren't you going to take the picture and he says, man, sometimes I don't take the picture. And he said, sometimes the camera's a distraction. And uh, man, it's so powerful because wow. I, 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 I would take the picture, you know. And uh, But he's in that moment to me, it's like it's communicating about protecting the purity of your heart towards yeah. what you do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, uh, and sometimes like, actively protecting the purity of my heart uh you just i don't know I, there's something about that that scene that really resonates with me mm -hmm. and uh you know seeing this white deer and i posted a picture of it and, and the quote that he says in that he says beautiful things don't ask for attention mm -hmm. and the snow leopard you know it doesn't let itself be seen and they call it a ghost cat and that quote beautiful things don't ask for attention and, and i posted that with that picture and then mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of Hannah's friends was over at our house and her mom was picking her up and she was commenting about our backyard and the field that's right behind our house, which we call our backyard. It's, it's not, it's a big open <laughs> field that somebody owns, but um, we have access to. And yeah. um, I told her there's a white deer back there. And she was like, really? <laughs> and said, yeah. And I showed her the picture on my phone and she was like moved by it you know mm -hmm. what i mean and she was like who took that photo and i said yeah. i i did yeah. she was i mean she was like dumbfounded and she couldn't you know i was just showing her the white deer just proof that there's a white deer yeah. right there. <laughs> and she was looked at my photos and the look that she saw right through me and she for the next 15 minutes with tears in her eyes were like you got it like she just like spoke life and, and encouragement over like you are supposed to be taking photos and i was like yeah you know it's just a hobby and she was like no, yeah. i'm not buying any of that right and right. she just boom right to me and like she was like you're like that guy on walter mitty who's in the mountains taking a picture of <laughs> and i showed her that i was like i just posted this picture and look at the quote and the quote was beautiful things don't ask for attention yeah and and that was a little thing that god did just to like you know what I mean? Like God can speak your language. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody can tell you all about God and how awesome he is, but until you hear God speak your language, mm -hmm. it's, and when he does, you have no doubt. You know what I mean? You're like, only God can know that. Only God can do that. And it was one of those moments to me. It was like, boom, it's just encouraging. Wow. It just fills you your spirit. And so that's probably the scene in the movie. That, that's where I'm at right now, trying to make sense of, you know, my next step here, I have this job and I'm grateful and I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, like this encouragement with photography and these opportunities and like, what does the white deer mean? You know, and like April says, the white deer means something. She's like, it means something. She just keeps saying that. And mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's like I'm on the, on the mountain, you know, and, and uh, so I don't know. That's the scene, I think, that kind of describes at least where my heart and my spirit is right yeah. now. Wow. Yeah. Which actually leads into my last question for you, yeah. man. What's the path forward for Nate Gomez? Oh man, that's a man. I don't know. You know, I I have met with some some guys who were mentors, older 
you know, who have kind of a similar heart and similar mind. And I'm, I've sort of kind of communicated this sense of like struggle, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling with these emotions, you know, I feel like I'm this. And they've, they've kind of said to me, like, you're right where you're supposed to be, you know, and just be patient. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. And, and they were like, give yourself just some grace and just, just one day at a time and, and, and just keep, keep being yourself. And, um, there's a quote I read by Abraham Lincoln the other day, and I was talking about a pear tree, and he was like, "If you try to shake the tree or get the fruit too early, it'll you'll ruin the tree and the fruit. But if you'll just wait, it'll fall into your lap." And and man, I know that sounds kind of vague, and and I know we need to plan, and I'm a big person about setting and achieving goals, and I'm the mm-hmm. first one to tell people, "Hey, write down your stuff." But yeah, but I feel like I'm also like uh, at a place where I just need to kind of be patient and and learn and keep keep soaking it in, and yeah, and uh, so. Man, the step forward I think for me is just keep taking it one day at a time and appreciate the good people in your life and uh yeah. and uh and things will take care of themselves. You know? Yeah. So that's awesome, man. I <laughs> like it. So more patience. Yeah. So it kind of just falls yeah. into your lap. Yeah, know? man. Uh, and then another Bible verse that you know, love is patient is the first thing that the Bible describes love. You know, everybody love is patient, love is kind. But, mm. but when you stop it, love is patient. You know, you. I think for me, you realize how impatient you are, even in traffic and people and just in line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's more than three people, you're looking or like, where's the line? I need to get out of this line. You yeah. know what I mean? We're just so, we practice impatience. But yeah. But love just says, you know, hey, it's your turn. Or, man, I'm good right here, yeah. you know, on this line. I don't have to be anywhere today. And, yeah. you know, the lady who's kind of maybe going a little slow, you're, you're, you're good. Yeah. You know I mean, you don't need me sitting here kind of waiting for you to figure it out. You know, like. The world is full of that, and I think love is, love is patient, and God is so patient with me. So, man, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good word. I love it, man. Yeah, man, me too. Are your SCA speaking engagements open to the public? How can people come watch? Yeah, sometimes they are. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on the group. If it's a, if it's a FCA huddle. Um, you know that's meeting at night or, or whatever and they're, they're open to kind of people coming that's that's different mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it doesn't work like that sometimes they have fca during the day yeah. at the school and it's not like i can just kind of bring people to come you know yeah. watch for those type of things but um and then every once in a while there's sort of like maybe a special event or something that's that would be appropriate for people to come and just sit in the back and listen or whatever so yeah right yeah how do people make yeah, I guess are they called donations to you for yeah. FCA? How does that how does that work? Yeah, um, and that's been a that's been a that's been a hard thing for me to kind of find balance with and figure mm-hmm. out and to, to to ask and to be, but it's part of being on staff with FCA. Every single FCA staff person has to raise their own support. They have to ask people to mm-hmm. to, to give, and. Um, right or wrong and there's people who want to give you know there's people yeah. man they love fca and they love what and they, and they would love to give money to something that's making an impact and so you just got to find those right people mm-hmm. and so man i'm just i'm praying that god continues to bring the right people and i've been blown away by the people who have given and and i've been kind of maybe surprised by people who i thought would give who haven't so it's, it's yeah. kind of it's it's both but um yeah i have a i have a website um at fca my fca forward slash nate gomez yeah so my fca forward slash nate gomez i think that's it but, but okay. if you go to if you go to fca if you go to okfca.org 
Okay. I'm on, you'll find the whole staff and there's, okay. there's ways you can get there. So, so it's N A T E G O M easy. Correct. All right, man. Yeah. How about Twitter? How do they get hold of you on Twitter, social media, Facebook? Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm at Nate Gomez on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So I guess there's, I don't know. There's not another Nate Gomez out there. <laughs> I was quick. I was quick to get it, but man, I got the, I got the at Nate Gomez on Twitter and Instagram. And so that's, that's where I, you know, I'm on most of the time. So, yeah. yeah. Well, keep spreading that message of uh, positivity, staying authentic, staying unique. Keep posting those amazing quotes and oh, pictures, thanks, man. man. Yeah. And, uh, you're definitely the one having the most fun out there. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thanks for coming on to the podcast Absolutely. again. Love you, bro. Love you, man. Yeah. All right.